Okay, Shalom, my dear audience. B'Shem Hashem Na'asem Na'asech. Welcome to Modern Halacha. We're getting near Purim. That very auspicious and awesome day of happiness and joy of miracles is coming. So we're going to talk about topics related to Purim. Today's topic is, if a drunk damages... Somebody's personal property on Purim, is he liable or not while he's um, intoxicated? Look at my other video that explains there's no mitzvah to get drunk, it's just to get high and get excited more than you have regularly. I'll put the link down. But this uh, question is dealt with in um, Chazan Ovadia, Ovadia's beautiful work on different aspects of daily Jewish life, the segment of Purim, and please take a look at page Reish Zayin, 207 and 208. Also, yeah, <coughs> the today's year is based on So, while we're doing a mitzvah, if we damage people, are we liable? Now, the specific case that we're dealing with today is... While you drunk, like I remember my Rebbe, Rabbi Svi Berkowitz Lita, somebody jumped on his table and split his dining room table in half. So would that person be liable? So we have to dwell into the sugya. There's a Tosafot in Tractate Sukkah, page 45, Mem Tinakot. Tosafot says there, the Gemara is talking about on the last day of uh, Sukkot, there was a custom that right after they finished shaking the lulav on the last day, the day of Arava, as we Persian Jews call it, immediately the Mishnah says the, um, the young children would eat their etrogs. And they must have been Shirazi if they like such sour stuff. They definitely were Ashkenazi. So, <laughs> the uh, that's an inside joke for everybody that knows about that. Anyways, so we see that Rashi understands this, that the adults would actually go ahead and take away all the etrogs from the children and eat them. Ah, isn't that stealing? Without the permission, why would an adult be able to take away the um, etrog of a child. So Rashi says clearly since there's no problem of stealing here or because or not keeping the peace in the community because this is, since we're so happy and joyous, we get to the pinnacle of our joy on Sukkot and this is the custom because of joy, be merry and happy. It's in the spirit of the holiday for everybody to share with each other, and this is this was the custom. Tosfot, according to Rashi, brings another fascinating conclusion, and this is the reason why the Ashkenazim are pretty much very relaxed, and nobody could sue each other over damages of mitzvah. Really, Tosfot brings that during, you know, one of the funny. Everybody wants to make the bride and groom happy. So even from thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, they used to do shtick. 
cool things during a wedding. So he says, it used to be the custom in Europe that people used to bring horses and jest each other with the horses. And sometimes, you know, two opponents making a show in front of the bride and groom with their horses would damage each other's suits. Tosvot says that you're not liable. Why? If you damage the other guy's horse or his property, because since you did damage while doing a mitzvah of making the bride and groom hatan and kalla happy, you're not liable. So Rashi on page 46 also brings a proof from a midrash that says there's a, there's a very interesting midrash to back up this opinion that we are not liable for damages while we're doing a mitzvah because it says that there was a very pious person that gave during a famine money to poor people and his wife kicked him out of the house. He said, it's, it's a famine, why are you supporting poor people? And it was the last day of Sukkot and he went and grabbed away the etrogs of the young children, like I explained before, and he was crossing a small village. His great luck, the servants of the king confronted him and said, the king, hey, everybody, the king needs etrogs. And he went and sold all these etrogs that he had took away from the small children. And he became very wealthy. So, I saw in another sefer, from Rabbi Spitz, he explains the rationale behind this. There could be two different reasons why the Chachamim, Rashi and Tosfot's position is that we don't, you're not liable for damage while doing a mitzvah. One reason could be is that since the sages, in such a merry occasion, wanted you to express your happiness to the ultimate and not be worried and encumbered by being worried that you're going to damage other people, the Chachamim said that you're not liable. Since you're doing a good thing, we won't hold you responsible in the court of law and nobody can sue you. Another theory is that, hey, we're all Jews and we're all participating in a mitzvah together. And let's say you came to my house in Purim and you broke a window because you were jumping up and down. It's a minor thing and I wouldn't hold a grudge against you because it was in the spirit of the day. So it's more that, not that the rabbis exempted you, we, we presume that people are not going to hold a grudge and be so strict well, while people were doing a mitzvah and it caused them damage. Now there's difference, we're going to see different, differently according to the Ashkenazim that that could be different conclusions according to that. But I hate to burst your bubble. Rabavadia Yosef is going to take us down a road which totally rejects these opinions. According to Sephardim, it's going to come out that damaging done while doing a mitzvah, while doing on Purim is absolutely no different than when you damage somebody during the regular day. Why? Because Rabbeinu Asher, one of the pillars of Jewish law, of the Shulchan, he, he understands the Gemara differently. He says, 
doesn't say anywhere in the Talmud that on the last day of Sukkot anybody's allowed to grab away other people's property because it's a merry day. No. It says the children eat their own etrogs because now that you don't have the mitzvah of Sukkot anymore, of shaking your lulav and etrog, you're allowed to eat your own etrog. But you're not allowed to touch anybody else's etrog. And to, he, he uh, concurs with this, he repeats his position again, Rabbeinu Asher, that the same thing in a wedding, if somebody jests, you know, plays special uh, horse games and jests each other and damages each other, they would be liable. They're not exempt, even though they were making the Chatan and Kala happy. And that therefore, the Rosh's opinion is there is no such a thing, that damage while doing a mitzvah, you're exempt, there's no such a thing. And there, there's no source from that in the Talmud. Now we have to go to the position of the Trumat Hadeshin and the Ravya. This is the position of the Ramah. The Trumat Hadeshin says that there was a custom during Purim, people would take away each other's foods, goodie bags, young people. And because, uh, you know, Purim is such a, from the night, night of Megillah till the afternoon of Purim, there was such a custom, and this is not considered stealing. Why? Because again, it's the same idea. Just like on Sukkot, thousands of years ago, there was a custom, according to Rashi, that people would take away each other lulavs and grab it away. Here also, if somebody has some goodies in their, in their hand, it was the custom that people would take it away, and it's all in the spirit of the merry day, of be happy and merry and joyous. So this is how the Ramah, the Ashkenazim, really go with this understanding that if you look at the Ramah in Choshen Mishpat, chapter Shin Ein Chet, in the end of chapter 368, and this is what the Ramah, to quote the um, chief halachic authority of the Ashkenazim in the Shulchan Aruch, it says, B'nei Adam ha-chotfim purim derech simcha, the Ramah also talks about this in the laws of Purim and the laws of Business law and Choshen Mishpat. The Ramah says during Purim, if people take away each other's goodies because of uh, you know being merry and joyous, there's no such thing as uh, stealing, and this is the custom in Europe for the, our beloved Ashkenazi brothers and sisters. Uh, but it says you shouldn't act so crazy that it's not. Yeah, you can't go away and take somebody's Lamborghini or Maserati away. As long as you're acting within the custom of your city and the leaders, the Tuvehair, the president of your congregation and of your Orthodox Jewish Federation, then it would be uh, it's not considered stealing. So the Ramah actually codifies this idea of Rashi and Tosefot and the Trumat Adeshin and the Rabia that taking away people's goodies, food, food items only, <laughs> we're not talking about diamonds or anything on Purim, in the jest and the joy of the day, is okay. The Shalah, one of the great Kabbalists, doesn't like this though. He says that this is not the custom of pious to just grab away people's things because today's Purim, so it's okay to do that. And he says if you if you have any self-respect and you're 
you should not do that. Because on Purim, it's a elevated simcha. It's a connection to God. It's not a day of foolishness and holelut. Holelut means lightheartedness and just acting silly. Silly is not the energy of Purim. Being happy is a very, very... Happiness comes from the love of God, not from silliness. So therefore, already you see that amongst the Ashkenazi, they don't like this custom of grabbing away each other's goodies, goodie bags. So the Elia Rabbah also concurs with that. And the Rabbah brings a very interesting thing. It seems that the Rambam, according to the Shalot Teshuvot Bet David, Maimonides also does not understand the Talmud of the Etrogs like Rashi and Tosafot. He understands it like Rosh. And therefore, the Bet David, one of the um, great Sephardic poskim, says, why is the Ramah following Rashi and Tosafot? Why doesn't he go like the Rosh, which was uh, could be argued was more of a stronger halachic authority? And he's, this is the bottom line for the Sephardic Jews. This is where we unfortunately part paths, part paths with our Ashkenazi brethren. The Bet Yosef says that this whole idea of damaging while doing a mitzvah and you're exempt because you're merry and happy and you, it was an accident and why you can't sue each other would only apply for the Ashkenazim. But according to the Sephardim, the Bet Yosef brings over there in Choshen Mishvat this that on Purim, you, people take away each other's goodies bags or people are drunk and they jump on somebody's dining table, room table, and it splits in half and you would be exempt because you were just being happy on Purim does not apply for Sephardim. It goes with the logic. Whether you're on Purim, whether you're doing a mitzvah, whatever, Adam Mu'ad Le'olam. There's a concept in the tractate, Baba Kama. It's a very, very backbone of Jewish uh, personal responsibility, business law, civil law. And that is Adam Mu'ad Le'olam. A person is always forewarned and is, has to be responsible for his actions. So therefore, we can't say just because it's Purim, we throw out, throw, there's no idea of personal responsibility anymore. So, and the Maharshal also talks about this in his books, Yam Shel Shlomo, and I'll read it for you per, per, verbatim. The Maharshal in Perakamaniach, Siman Gimal, he says, even if you get so drunk as Lot was, you know, Lot got so drunk that his daughters slept with him, they cohabited with him. Even while you're drunk and you damage somebody and you're and lepotro midin mazik, you're not that doesn't exempt you and hold from damaging other people. So because a person whether it was an accident or schmack accident or anything, you are responsible whether you're drunk or anything. So we see already that the... Um, and it's very interesting. One of the greatest Ashkenazi posts came in the last hundred years, which before the Chafetz Chaim, the Aruch HaSholchan, was uh, 
really the go-to book for practical halacha, he writes over there in the Laws of Purim, that he says, in my humble opinion, even though the Ramah, Rabbi Moshe Israelis, ab- absolves a person from damaging people on Purim, and you're allowed to take away goodie bags, he says that it's being abused, this law, and people act a little bit too relaxed and too loosely, you know, they're not really careful. So he says, Lachen, he says, we're not on such a high spiritual level to, to our, our height, our, our joy on Purim is not so high to, to enable us to kick in this law of not being responsible. So therefore, to read him in Hebrew, the Orach HaShulchan says, Lachen im hizik chayav leshalem. The Orach HaShulchan goes with the Bet Yosef and the Rosh, that nowadays, if you damage somebody, you would be liable. Now, we know that in Jewish... Now, let's say, God forbid, damage does happen, but, you know, some people, they have some very, very valuable goods. So if it's, if it's a minor thing, I don't think anybody would, even Sephardic would want to press charges, but Ravavadya brings that, let's say it was a valuable vase, or even something that was worth a few hundred dollars. There is a concept in Jewish court called kimli, where if somebody sues another person, he could say, you know what, I hold like the like a dissenting opinion. So therefore, I'm not going to be liable. Ravavadya says in this case, you can't do that. That's what he says in Yabiya Omer, based on the poskim in Syria, that, so it comes out like this, that in Israel, where they have very strong Sephardic um, courts, rabbinical courts, if, if, if you do damage somebody on Purim, you better be very careful, because in a Sephardic bed, in according to Rabbi Vadya Yosef, you will be liable. They, they will extract the money from you, and there's no exemption. In Ashkenazi, it seems that in, in, uh, in Ashkenazi courts, since it's not a clear cut who we follow, you, you would be lucky, but and you wouldn't have to pay. But just to tell, let you know that the Bach, the Mishnah Bura also brings over there, that the Bach, one of the great poskim, many Ashkenazim also say that this is only for minor, minor damages. For major damages, you would be liable. And therefore, there is no mitzvah, I uh, said this in another one of my other videos, when it says that you have to get drink, chayav inish it means that, like the Rambam, you have to drink so much that you fall asleep Purim afternoon, and while you're asleep, you don't know the difference between Haman and Mordechai. Ravavadya Yosef, which this shir is based on, and all the great Ashkenazic Gedolim, my Rosh Hashiva Rav Feldman said, we never witnessed anybody getting drunk. So may everybody have a truly happy Purim, don't drink so much that you damage other people. And the conclusion is that according to Sephardim, 
damaging other people while doing a mitzvah in a wedding, you are liable. Ashkenazim, some hold you are liable, some of you are not. So, uh, in, a, in, in most courts, unfortunately, the person that got damaged would not be able to have recover his damages. Don't forget to subscribe and have a wonderful day.